with Mike. Welcome back to Mouthing Off with Mike. And if you're listening to this episode, you are listening to Mouthing Off with Mike is all elite. This is episode eight for my AEW exclusive episode. And man, oh man, do we have a lot to talk about when it comes to the world of AEW. As we know last week, CM Punk is out. Brian Danielson is back. We're going to touch on what that means for Saturday Night Collision, as well as Dynamite going forward weekly. We also have the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament starting off here on Dynamite this week and heading into Rampage and the following week after on Dynamite. That's going to determine a new number one contender for Maxwell Jacob Friedman's World Championship. That match will take place at Dynamite Grand Slam over at Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York. So, without further ado, I am All Elite. You are All Elite too. Let's get into All Elite Wrestling on Mouthing Off with Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Mouthing Off with Mike is All Elite. Episode 8, and an episode that I decided to build the reset era because this week's AEW programming felt like they hit the reset button. A lot of drama over the last couple months, honestly, up to probably dating back about a year now when it came to the CM Punk era of AEW. Obviously, we know last weekend CM Punk no longer employed with AEW. I'm not going to get into that anymore. We're, we're past that. Let's, let's focus on the wrestling at hand. AEW also making the massive announcement for Wrestle Dream October 1st. When it comes to the programming this week, it really did feel like a reset. Dynamite felt like its old self. That's very hard to explain this if you haven't watched Dynamite from day one. And I don't want to sound like that guy, but it, it is true. It felt like what it was at its core. They went back to what got them to the dance. They did that Wednesday. I will say Rampage, yes. I know a lot of people don't watch it. I tuned in this week. Obviously, we do weekly for the podcast. So I watch Rampage pretty religiously. And this was a stronger episode of Rampage this week for AW. Dynamite, you could tell things are shifting there. We're going to get into Dynamite because I think Dynamite was pretty good this week. There were really some good angles being built. And lastly, Collision this week was pretty entertaining. Now, Collision, that one is going to be a little bit weird when it comes to the programming for a little bit because that was essentially the CM Punk show. AEW Dynamite, we have the Grand Slam Eliminator Tournament that is going to be kicking off here. We've got the first couple matches that are going to take place here on Dynamite tonight. We open the show here, though, with freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Comes out to the crowd. They chant his name. Thank you, Orange. They give him his flowers. They give him his praise. You know, he says, they told me not to show up tonight, but I'm here, championship or not. I'm here because I'm freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, and I don't have a catchphrase. Orange Cassidy being built as a top guy now here in AEW. That championship reign he had for the international championship really put that title on the map for the company. So props on him. A guy that got a lot of slack when it comes to the criticisms of these wrestling experts and these wrestling fellow podcasters, I guess, and wrestling fans, quite honestly. Cassidy proved that he is here and he is, in fact, a top guy for the company. 
So props on him. Little stare down here with Mox and Claudio after this segment. But we get right into John Moxley starting off with his very first title defense for the AEW International Championship. That being against AR Fox. Darby Allen is in AR Fox's corner. John Moxley is able to get the win here. Now, this was a good opener to Dynamite. I, I enjoyed it. It's exactly what you wanted from a first title defense for Moxley. AR Fox got his stuff in, but at the end of the day, Moxley gets the win. He's the champ. And still. After the match, though, backstage, Christian and Luchasaurus run into Nick Wayne. You know, and Christian is too good with this stuff. You know, he is just an absolute menace when it comes to these poor wrestlers who don't have fathers or have tragic stories. Now, of course, he's targeting Nick Wayne and, and asks him, you know, how's your mom? When you see your mom, tell her I said hello. Just an absolute menace to society, Christian Cage. But he is doing some of his best work in professional wrestling since coming to AEW. And I don't think that's a hot take anymore. TBS Championship Open Challenge is going to follow this. Chris Statler in defending her title against Emi Sakura. Listen, if you're not familiar with Emi Sakura, she's a veteran in the game. She's been around for quite some time. She has trained some of your favorite wrestlers. Give her her flowers. They're starting to build a storyline via social media with Soraya and Emi Sakura. There's something working there. Chris Statlander gets the win here against Emi Sakura in a fun women's match. Now, I would have liked it to be a little bit longer because I think Emi Sakura is underrated when it comes to the in-ring work. You know, her character is very uh, Freddie Mercury. She's a big, big fan of Queen. There's a video of her, you know, at Wembley with Soraya's entrance and, you know, the emotions were running high, whether she was happy for Soraya, whatever the, the internet wrestling community, you know, 1% of wrestling fans take up, you know, they, they tried to spin that, but Soraya and her kind of are working that out on social media and they're going back and forth taking shots at each other. So don't be surprised if Emi Sakura somehow manages to find her way to Soraya for the Women's Championship. Roddy Strong backstage here with the Kingdom. You know, as you know, Roddy Strong the last couple months has been playing the jealous ex-girlfriend to Adam Cole since Adam Cole has found his new BFF, the next person he will use to pedestal himself to the next level or use as a stepping stool. At least that's what the Kingdom and Roddy Strong have to say these last couple weeks. Roddy Strong is in the Eliminator Tournament. He's got a match Saturday on Collision against Darby Allen. Interesting to see how that plays out. We'll get into it in just a few moments. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, the Lay Sex Gods, take on Aussie Open in a good tag team match. We're, we're setting up stories here. This episode of Dynamite, like I said, things are starting to go back to their old selves when it comes to Dynamite. Dynamite felt like its old self. Jericho and Sammy, there's tension there, and they're playing this up. Now, they get the win thanks to Jericho hitting Judas Effect on Fletcher of Aussie Open, but those two are going to inevitably have a match. That match is going to be in New York City at Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York for AEW Grand Slam in two weeks. Those two have been together since day one, inner circle into the Jericho Appreciation Society of Sports Entertainers. So nice to finally see them finally lock up in singles action because I think that's a match that, for me personally, is one I've wanted to see since the formation of the factions. And since we've started to kind of get Sammy away from Jericho and the factions themselves. Don Callis and Takeshita with Renee, they're announcing that next week, Don Callis is going to unveil their next masterpiece, which is going to be the person they're targeting next. I wonder who that's going to be. Honestly, truthfully, I don't know. They've moved on from Kenny. They've beat Kenny. Takeshita beat Kenny. So who 
would be next for Takeshita? I honestly I don't know. I'm not gonna even tell you because I really couldn't tell you off the top of my head who Takeshita would come after. Somebody that Don Callis has a problem with. That's that's what I'll say for the safe bet. MJF comes out here. He's here to cut a promo, cuts a nice little promo, but that's really not why we're here. We're here because MJF is calling out one Samoa Joe. And before he can even say his name, Samoa Joe's out here. These two go toe-to-toe on the microphone, cutting some very vicious promos to one another. MJF referencing Samoa Joe's role in Twisted Metal as Sweet Tooth. MJF also referencing that time, long, long time ago in NXT, when Samoa Joe was the NXT champ pushing a young MJF as he was working his way into the industry as an extra, as a security guard, coming all the way back full circle to 2023 when Samoa Joe pushes MJF at All Out after their tag team match. Love it. Love a good long-term story. And who said AEW can't do storylines? Because there's been a couple new ones that are popping up now. So I'm here for it. Like I said, hard reset episode of Dynamite this week. Joe is in the Blind Eliminator tournament here as well. When we look at Rampage and Collision, those matches follow suit. So we have some matches here on Dynamite. Then we have some on Rampage, Collision. And then we have the finals next week on Dynamite to decide who will face MJF at AEW Grand Slam in two weeks for MJF's title. Renee has an interaction with Tony. Tony is off her rocker. I'll say it again. I'll sing her praises once again on this show. From day one, when she had started to dive into this disgruntled, lost her way, a little bit crazy actress, model, kind of unhinged, I was all in for it. I thought it was like, ooh, she's got something here. Right away, as soon as I saw it the first time it popped up, I was like, she gives me really annoying, disgruntled actress. This character alone itself is really, really entertaining. So good on Tony. She's starting to find her own in the singles division because the outcast and her they're finished hangman adam page is here with tony shivani on the show and this segment e does not go as hangman page had expected swerve comes on out here and absolutely decimates adam page on the mic here now a lot of people really sleep on swerve Like, AEW, since his time in AEW, there was a little lull in his time, and the whole thing with Keith Lee where the feud wasn't happening, and then that whole thing just got deleted, so to speak. Over the last couple months now, Swerve is really picking up traction. He goes on to say in this promo, like, listen, Hangman, you haven't had new gear in a year. Look at you. You look terrible. Also, on top of this, if I was in those shoes, if I had your opportunities, I would have already been world champ already. And I would have made history for this company. Then he cuts into his family. But what really strikes me here is how well they were able to propel Swerve into this spot. Because just a year ago, a lot of people really weren't on the Swerve train. But now everybody comes out, whose house? Swerve's house. And realistically, it's Swerve's for the taking right now. The spot on the cards, it's anybody's game. So a feud with Hangman legitimizes everything Swerve says. If he beats Hangman, what a story you've got for Swerve. And then what a side story you've got for Hangman. Because now Hangman lost his spot, lost the match to Swerve, is embarrassed. Now what do you do with Hangman? You're going to have to give him some sort of storyline to go about that, right? So there's a lot of ways to play this off, and I'm here for this. 
Go back, check out this promo. I'm not going to transcribe it here, but man, oh man, Swerve, wow. One of his best promos in AEW and, and a, a promo that proved that if you're sleeping on Swerve or you're not putting the respect on this man's name, he's going to make you respect his name. It's time for the main event. Darby Allen taking on his protege, Nick Wayne, a good friend. This main event was good. It, it is exactly what, like I said, AEW at its core. Darby Allen in the main event, that is something that we've seen from 2019 to now. Nick Wayne, he's young, he's upcoming, Darby's protege. Love that they threw him in the Eliminator tournament, but then again, that spot could have been for another guy on the card because what has Nick Wayne done in the company? Logically, of course, apply a little logic, which sometimes with wrestling, you really can't. But if you were to say, all right, Nick Wayne, what's he done in the company? He's like, I think he's one in two, maybe one in three. Uh, maybe one, two tag matches so far. Like, he doesn't have a great record to be in this Eliminator tournament. A guy like Samoa Joe, I get. And there were a few names that puzzled me, to be honest. Samoa Joe, I got. Roddy Strong, I could understand. Jeff, Nick Wayne, those were two questionable ones, even though I love Jeff Hardy. Penta was a good one. And Darby was a good one, even though Darby just lost the TNT title to Luchasaurus. Good way to get him in the world title picture. So the tournament itself, obviously, is to set up Roddy Strong versus MJF or Samoa Joe versus MJF. We'll get into that more. Darby is able to win the match and move on in the tournament. Now, Darby will take on Roddy Strong on Saturday night's collision. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Rampage, so don't go anywhere. We are back on Mouthing Off with Mike, and we are talking about AEW Rampage from Friday nights. Now listen, I know a lot of you guys don't watch Rampage. I do. I'm one of those few. I'm one of those like 393,000 people that watch it on Friday nights. Yeah, the, the, the viewership and the ratings, I don't get into it on that show, but... I had seen that last week and I was like, wow, that's an interesting statistic. Taking a look here at Rampage, we are going to kick off the show with the world title eliminator tournament. We are in the quarterfinal stages still seeing Jay Lethal take on in Penta El Zero Miedo. Hey, listen, fun match here. Jay Lethal, former world champion across the board in a lot of different companies, Ring of Honor, Impact. The guy's a legend in the game. Taking on Penta, another legend in the game. Good match, really good stuff here to start Rampage. Typically for a show where, to be honest, you know, you're not really like, oh, I got to watch Rampage this week. This was a good episode of Rampage where it's like, hey, if you did catch it, good on you because you got a good hour of wrestling when it came to the opener, the main event. And then there was a fun women's match on the show. So one of the better Rampages. Like I said, this week for AEW, they really took it to its core and reset its programming because dynamite felt invigorating rampage felt like rampage still unfortunately but there were good matches penta is moving on in the tournament he's going to take on samoa joe saturday at collision sammy guevara comes out and he has a microphone and he wants to talk to his friend chris jericho the challenge is laid out Jericho Guevara, one-on-one, AEW Grand Slam, two weeks to get the tensions and the beef that these two may have out. So they're just going to go out there in two weeks, and they're just going to beat the shit out of each other, get all the bad blood out, and then there'll be BFFs again. No problems with it. We've got siblings. If you got siblings, 
we've got friends where you fight and you make up. Sometimes you got to, you know, speak the truths and sometimes they don't like to hear it. But at the end of the day, sometimes they'll realize that, hey, you were looking out for me. I think that's what we'll see here with these two. After their match, they'll probably hug it out, get back together as a tag team, and maybe run the run the gauntlet to try to win the tag titles. Or, or that match just really separates them and they just go full-blown hating each other. I'm here for either one of these. We got a trios match. Like I said, a fun little trios match here with the women, which is going to see some tension start to rise between one Dr. Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida. Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, and Sky Blue taking on Anna Jay, Taya Valkyrie, and The Bunny. Now, Penelope Ford is here as the manager of The Bunny. Fun trios match, but I said it last week on the show. It feels like Tony's just going on to Rampage last two weeks saying, let me grab six ladies, throw them in a trios match, call it good. Don't come for me. I'm just interpreting what I see. There is a story going on inside of these trios matches, so there might be a method to the madness, after all. Because Sheeta and Britt Baker have had a couple awkward encounters during the matches that they've been tagging together, which has almost caused them to lose the matches or Sheeta gets thrown out to the side or gets bumped, whatever the case may be. There's now been a couple instances where they've been in matches together, tagging together, or in that four-way match we saw it all in. So I think we're going to head to a Britt Baker, a car sheet, a little beef here. Baker made the bunny tap out, but their team won. But like I said, after the match, a car sheet and Britt Baker does not seem like they're best friends anymore. The Young Bucks are here and they are taking on Angelo Parker and Matt Menard. Jake Hager's in their corner. Uh, let's be honest here. This was a Young Bucks showcase match to rebuild them. Uh, I'll be clear and to the point. It was a way for these two guys to get on, on Rampage. Menard and Parker showcased their abilities in the ring. They're pretty solid in the ring, but this was a pure on pure. Young Bucks need a big win, so they come out of here looking strong. They're going to start building them back up in the tag division. It looks like the Elite back to being doing their own things. Paige has got some stuff going on with Swerve, clearly. Kenny's got some stuff going on with just about everybody especially to catch to Don Callis. We haven't seen Kenny since the loss, so what's going on with Kenny? And the Young Bucks are now back in the tag division, and they feel reinvigorated since the whole punk stuff. So if the takeaway from the whole thing is, is that we get the, the Young Bucks of old back, I'll take it. I've always liked the Young Bucks. They, they're never, they were never a bad tag team. They were always very talented. Saw them generation me back in the TNA days, impact days, what they were able to do, what they accomplished. So I give them props. There's some things that they do where I'm just, I kind of scratch my head. I'm like, ah, they shouldn't have did that. Like as well, Paige posting CM Punk's action figure on the shelves at Walmart in the clearance section this past week after he's fired. I think you should have just left that, let it be, just let everything kind of simmer down for the moment. Your main event here of Rampage is going to see... Samoa Joe take on my favorite, one of my favorites, Jeff Hardy in the Grand Eliminator tournament. Jeff here looks pretty solid in the ring, I will say. A lot of people, you know, have been saying, ah, Jeff and Matt, you know, they got to hang it up. I, I don't know, man. They got a little bit left in the tank, so I'm going to let them, I'm going to let them decide when it's time for them to hang it up. Who are we as fans to say when a guy gets to hang it up? They feel that they're contributing, which I think they have been truthfully to the AEW talent. 
They've been a big help to private party, Ethan Page. And honestly, they're starting to get some momentum back under them again, which I like to see. So as long as, cross my fingers, you know, as long as my man Jeff stays clear, clear-headed, keeps everything focused, I think the Hardys will regain the momentum that they had right before everything had shaken out last year. And they'll be back to the Hardy boys that we know and love. Jeff, unfortunately, does not move on in the tournament, much to the chagrin of your host here. Samoa Joe is able to put him to sleep. Now, Jeff does not tap here. He goes right He goes right to sleep. Samoa Joe locks it in, puts him out. So Samoa Joe is on a collision course with Penta for collision. We'll be back with collision. Now they off with Mike. Now they off with Mike. Now they off with Mike. You know what they say. Saturday nights, all right for fighting. We've got Saturday night collision here, ladies and gentlemen. Kicking off with Action Andretti taking on John Moxley in an international championship title match. Another title defense this week for the Mox. Love to see it. Also want to take note here. Collision this week definitely felt different, but a lot more talent have showed up on Collision this week. We have seen a ton more talent this week on Collision and last week that we have not seen prior to the whole CM Punk thing. So, one may have to say the list and the rumors of these said lists may have been real because there was a lot of different talent showcased on Collision. Action Andretti and Mox was a good opener for, for Collision, I will say. Mox is able to retain the title here once again. Honestly, Andretti, a really young, bright star in the AEW roster. Dude's future is untapped. And I think him, a Nick Wayne, a Darius Martin, you know, Sammy Daniel Garcia, MJF, the youth that AEW has here, really, really freaking good. Chris Statlander's taken on one half of the Renegade sisters. Robin Renegade in a TBS title match, which Chris is able to win. Solid match here. Chris has been the TBS champion for 104 days. I saw that graphic and my jaw dropped. It has not felt like her title reign has been 104 days. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say something really bad here. If that's the case, then man oh man, they fumbled her title reign really bad because Chris was the only viable person to beat Jade at the time. She returns. She does it because Mark, smart Mark Sterling couldn't shut his mouth and he, Jade was confident after her title defense against Taya at double or nothing. Chris makes her triumphant return, beats her, new TBS champ. Since that point, she's had some good title defenses, but not a clear, cohesive story. They have not given her that match or that story that she really needs for this title reign. I think it's it's been lackluster and I and I don't blame Chris because she is doing everything in her power with her promos, with some of the interactions that she's had with the women to make her title reign feel bigger than what it has been booked as. And I hate saying that because I really think Chris is one of the best women's wrestlers that they've got on the roster. And she's a really big fan favorite. I said a name that I haven't said in a very long time. That being Jade Cargill. Well, ladies and gentlemen, after the match, the Renegade twins start pummeling Chris Statlander, and she's back, folks. Jade Cargill 
is back in AEW. She comes out, she aids Chris Statlander when it comes to the Renegade sisters. She hits her with Jaded. And we now know Jade is back for her TBS championship. What did I just say? 104 title day reign. They haven't given her a premiere story. They finally have now with the return of Jade. Because now the story is Jade's coming back for the title that she should have never lost because she should have never even had that second match. Love it. Finally. So it only took 104 days of the title reign for them to give her a full-fledged main card, main event, whatever you want to call it, kind of match with Jade. Shaking my head here. Women's division for AEW, man. It's a puzzler. The Bang Bang Gang, Bullet Club Gold with Cardblade, Jay White. Taking on Arrow Star, Inframundo, and Gravity. Now, I am familiar with a couple of these guys here from the Lucha Underground days, as well as some time I was at an MLW event. So I got to see some of these guys. I'm, not, I'm familiar with them. Fun match here, man. Lucha Libre and AEW is always fun. Like, I love me some, some Lucha Libre wrestling. Dude, those Luchadors... They blow my mind, man. Like El Hijo del Vikingo, Commander, Aerostar, Gravity, Metalik, Inframendo. Like these dudes are so wild in the ring, man. This was a really, really fun match on collision between these six men. They went out there, they had themselves a fun-ass match, and I was really entertained. The Bang Bang Gang gets the win. But man, this was so freaking awesome. Go back, check it out. Really fun match. We've got a sit-down interview. Tony Schiavone, Claudio Casanoli, Ring of Honor World Champ, and Eddie Kingston, the New Japan Pro Wrestling Open Weight Champion. So these two are fantastic. Like, they're great rivals from decades now. Like, Eddie has beef with Claudio about the way things ended with their with Claudio's independent run with him. He feels disrespected. Claudio is a member of his family, basically. And, it, and it's come to the point now where Eddie wants a match against Claudio for his Ring of Honor World Championship. Eddie also puts his title on the line here. So it's going to be a winner-take-all match, and these two are going to have that match at Grand Slam. Ray Phoenix taking on Angelico. Honestly, guys, tonight's episode of Collision felt a very Lucha Underground. So I ain't, I ain't mad about this. Another really high-flying, crazy match with Ray Phoenix and Angelico. These two dudes are absolutely wild in the ring. Ray Phoenix here gets the win. Another awesome Lucha Libre style match here on Collision. So like I said, Collision this week was pretty good, but it definitely felt way different than the CM Punk Collision from June till September. Feels way different. Darby Allen is going to take on Roddy Strong here to decide who's making it to the finals in the Eliminator Tournament to take on MJF at Dynamite Grand Slam. Darby is attacked before the match by Luchasaurus and Christian. Darby still is able to come out to the ring and have this match against Roddy. Roddy gets the win here. This was a good match. Darby takes a lot of crazy bumps. He takes a backbreaker on the top of the turnbuckle. Man, dude, Darby's back must be in bad shape, you know, storyline-wise. After all of these people who are just destroyed him, man, he, he did the he did the coffin drop on the coffin. Absolutely, that that probably hurt. Then he's just getting destroyed by Luchasaurus and Christian Cage. Now they're now Roddy Strong, the master of the backbreaker, is getting his hands on him. 
this man's back is going to be nothing next week by the time this man is competing for his next championship. His, this poor guy's back is going to be dust. And in the main event here of Collision, another semifinal match here in the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. Penta Elizero Miedo taking on Samoa Joe. I told you earlier in the show, this tournament, a lot of names were like head scratchers. You know, Jeff, Nick Wayne, the two most head scratching names on the bunch. Because Jeff has been really in the tag division and then he's had a couple singles match really sparringly. You know, we had the, the Texas Chainsaw Death match with Jeff Jarrett a couple weeks ago. But he hasn't had that many singles matches. Him and Matt have been tagging together. So for, for Nick Wayne to be in it as well, he hasn't really won that many matches. He's not really even in that world title picture. Not even close. Jay Lethal made sense. Samoa Joe made sense. Penta was another guy where he's lost a couple big singles matches, a couple big title matches. So that one's a borderline. Darby also losing some big singles matches, some title matches. So that's another one that's like, mm, you know, I'll give it to them because Darby's a homegrown guy. So give him the bump here. Good match here. To, for the main event of Collision. It looked like we were going to run overtime here with Collision. Announcement was made. Tony's going to stick with the, the match till the end of it. But they ended right at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Pentagon tapped out to Samoa Joe. Solid match to end Collision. Like I said, Collision way different this week than we've seen in the previous weeks with the CM Punk stuff. Overall, though, Collision was good. Like, I, if I'll give it to you, I'll give it to you dynamite collision rampage in that order out the door when we come back here to mouthing off with mike is all elite episode eight the reset era i'm gonna give you the final mouth off with mike with me and i'm gonna take a look here i'm just gonna kind of get a little brief encapsulation of what i think aew really needs to hone in on now when it comes to the programming weekly stay tuned off with Mike. Welcome in to the final segment of Mouthing Off with Mike, the final mouth off with Mike. So you heard me say it this whole episode, the programming from AEW drastically shifting, definitely what I would consider to be a reset here for the weekly programs, Dynamite Rampage Collision, a lot more talent showing up across the board. Something I didn't mention when I was talking about Collision because it honestly totally slipped my mind here. So bad podcast host. CJ Perry cut a promo on Collision that was really damn good, and it looks like she's back here as a manager, but for who, we don't know. I think it would be very funny if she ended up managing Hobbs over Miro. Same thing that happened in WWE when she picked Lashley over Rusev. I hope that's not the case because that's very predictable, and honestly, it literally is a copy and paste story, which that's not what we do in AEW. Come on now. I hope it's someone else. And I hope it's a wild card that we really don't see coming. And I honestly, I think CJ Perry, without the whole Lana gimmick, let's let's give it a chance. Let's see what it's about. Because her pre-tape promo was really, really freaking good. Another guy cut a promo here on the show. That was Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson goes on to state that he had made a promise to his daughter that when she turned seven years old, he would be home more. He would be there for her. Which, respectable, man. Guy's, guy's got a family. Came back from a career-threatening neck injury just to entertain us for the love of the game. So if this is it and this is the last year of Brian Danielson, then thank you, Brian. It's been a it's been a hell of a ride, hasn't it? He goes on to say that he is going to go out this final year with a bang. Every single match is going to be a banger. He's going out. He's 
he's tearing the house down wherever he's showing up. That first announcement, that first match that we're going to get here is Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Dream. So if that's any indication what that Wrestle Dream card is going to look like, it's going to be a lot of matches that we maybe didn't think were going to happen or those quote-unquote dream matches. So I'm here for it. Wrestle Dream has really big potential right now with one match announced. So let it play out. During this promo, Danielson's cutting. Ricky Starks come out. Brian tells him, listen, you, you jumped the shark. Came out a little bit too soon. I had an announcement for you. And he's about to induct him into the Blackpool Combat Club. He knows that Ricky's got it in his heart. And he knows that he's got it. He loves this industry. He loves this game. He loves pro wrestling. And when we bleed together, you're in the Blackpool Combat Club. We've seen that numerous times. It's the whole premise of the Blackpool Combat Club. Big Bill and Ricky stomp out Brian Danielson. Ricky chokes him with the shirt he was going to give him. And Mox tries to come out and make the save. Big Bill decimates him. Big Bill is going to get an international championship match next week on Dynamite. So let's see. AR Fox, Action Andretti, Big Bill. We're going through the alphabet for John Moxley's title defenses, it looks like. I love it. Back into the final mouth off here. I just wanted to finish off the collision stuff. I, I honestly slipped my mind. It's been a long, long week of professional wrestling, I will say. And we didn't even have pay-per-views this weekend. Got NFL on the horizon. I'm, I'm a mess this weekend. For the final mouth off, the final, final, final mouth off with me here. Don't let this AEW CM Punk stuff, Jack Perry stuff, distract you from the fact that AEW really is a good pro wrestling company. They're, they're, they're doing their damnedest to move on from everything, and I respect that. As long as they don't take pointless shots, and if they're going to take shots at the whole situation, at least make sure it makes damn sense. Don't just do it to do it for the, for the shock and awe. If you're going to make or you're going to have a promo or create something where you're going to end up throwing some shots at, you know, whoever it may be, Punk, Jack Perry, so on and so forth. Make sure there's a, a cohesive reason and you just don't look like you're taking shots to take shots. I think we just need to move on. A lot of rumors swirling about a CM Punk return to WWE. We are back. We are back to the era before CM Punk ever came back to AEW, before he ever came back to wrestling. Those long seven years that we waited for him to come back, we are back into that era now because every dirt sheet journalist, reporter, etc., has ran this story of, oh, CM Punk might be back to WWE. There's been contact. He's talking to this person. He's talked to this person. We all remember he was at backstage at Raw when they were in Chicago during the time he was suspended and rehabbing the injury making amends with certain wrestlers. So either this guy's a, a mastermind when it comes to just getting what he wants, or WWE's not going to sign him. Which WWE, honestly, the money potential here, especially when you're about to make this big, big deal with Endeavor, you're creating this massive conglomerate when it comes to sports entertainment and fighting mixed martial arts. I don't know, guys. Mouth off with me. Is CM Punk coming back to WWE at any point? Me, I'm going to let it play out. I'll wait for a cult of personality to hit, and I'll let the, the shock and the awe and the excitement or see how I'm feeling at that point. Mouth off with me. What's happening? Are we, are we enjoying AEW post-CM Punk? Is it too early to tell? M-O-W-M underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, etc. Find us across the web. Thanks for listening to Mouthing Off with Mike is All Elite. Next week, we will not be back. There will be no episode next weekend when it comes to mouthing off with Mike. 
I will be traveling. I will be going and spending some family time. So there will not be an episode of Mouthing Off with Mike next weekend, the weekend, the 16th and the 17th. So no episodes. Taking a break. First time ever with the show since April. So we'll see how it goes. And we will be back then the following weekend. But I have some special announcements to be made that week before. Go out there and enjoy some professional wrestling, whatever company you want to watch, whatever it is, enjoy it. If you're a football fan, enjoy this weekend when it comes to NFL opening weekend. And thanks for listening to Mouthing Off with Mike. Mouthing Off with Mike. Mouthing Off with Mike. Mouthing Off with Mike.